Hello, and welcome to the Startup Brew Fargo podcast. Startup Brew is a weekly event hosted by Emerging Prairie in downtown Fargo, where we believe that entrepreneurship is energized over brews. Each week, we bring entrepreneurs, founders, and innovators together because we believe they succeed when they have access to each other and the community that supports them. This week, we explored the theme of workplace wellness with Troy Bagney, founder of Wanadu, and Crystal Nelson, founder of Fargo Ergonomics. First up today, we heard from Troy Bagney, a 20-year veteran of the employee benefits industry who created Wanadu with the intent to bridge the gap between employers and employees. Wanadu's personalized platform and analytics help employers pinpoint the barriers within their own population to create a happier, healthier, and more productive workforce. Let's listen in. Well, good morning. Uh, and Chris, thank you for that intro. Um, you should be up here uh, doing it instead of me. You did a great job. Uh, so to, to, to start, uh, we are a local company. We're based in Fargo. Um, we've been around for 18 months, uh, just with a lot of my background, a lot of things we did in the past. A lot of our clients are out east and out west, uh, but we're really doing a, a, a focusing much more on the Fargo, the region market. So you'll see a lot more of us around, a lot more at events like this. Uh, Kelly also I worked with at a great Disrupt HR event a couple weeks ago. So if you want to Google that, look at that website. It was, it was awesome. Uh, so high level of what we're doing at Wanadu is we're really looking at organizational health and trying to figure out, we're trying to bridge the gap between employee well-being and their employer. And where Wanadu is different and how we look at the market is we know that employee well-being isn't just a wellness platform. It's just not a, a financial tool. It's not your health carrier. It's who you are as an individual. And it's all interconnected. And the irony of all this is we created Wanadu pre-COVID, pre-pandemic. And obviously with everything we do and a lot of our past clients, we knew the solution was needed and wanted in the market. And now with COVID, everyone working remote, and dealing with a lot of different things, now we're just taking off. And the, the realization with, by an employer actually uh, giving tools to their employees that are looking at those, we call them elements, that they're more productive, uh, there's less presenteeism, less absenteeism. And that's the real key to our platform is it's personalized. So what I'm going through is, is someone that's married with three kids, a lot different than a 22 year old out of college, or we have a 65 year old that works for us in Atlanta, and it's all different. And we always bring that to work. So the, the item that we're stressing in the market continually is that your employees are the same people at home as they are in the office, and that you could give them a great financial tool but if I'm doing well financially, but I'm struggling with my health, or my life at home isn't great, or my boss isn't awesome, that affects them. So what's great about the one new system is it's, it's two-pronged, and what gets us excited and passionate every day is we're actually helping employees, number one. And that's been the struggle with our industry, is we've kind of done a shell game, to be honest, where we put lipstick on a pig on, like, let's try this. Okay, well, that didn't work. Let's do this survey. Okay, well, that's old data. It's, acquiescence it's, it doesn't really work it's got to be based off their behavior and that's the trick with the one new system too when you open up the hood of why we're so successful is it's based off behavior that's the biggest trigger into what's actually going to happen so in the one new system like Chris, Chris mentioned there's a lot of really cool and cool products and, and service underneath one new we have high fives we have feedback we have polls we have surveys you can connect your health data so when I'm struggling with my health, will actually flow through the system. Uh, I'm pre-hypertension. 
So a lot of the articles, resources are pinpointed to what I need, and it's a lot different than my uh, coworkers. Financial tools, when 50% of people are living paycheck to paycheck, they need help, and it's just not offering a 401k. I think the last 10 years have told us all that doesn't work. Most companies are there to administer. Same with your health care. The misnomer out there is I have health insurance there that they're there to help me. I guess, but what tools are they giving to actually keep you healthy or get you healthy? Very minimal. That's where the laundry system bridges the gap between your vendors and your employers to get me as an employee the tools I need to be successful. And the down or the, the, the slide down of the employer is by doing that, now I'm a healthier, more engaged employee. I'm going to be more productive, less productivity, less absenteeism. So at the end of the day, that's what we're doing, um, and we're having a lot of success. And the, the last point of why we're having uh, such success in the market is not only is it a great tool for the employee to get better, the employer now is getting that data back, de-identified, so it doesn't know that I have your retention. But as a whole, we measured out 17 different elements to figure out with this location, that division, your company, this is what your employees are actually struggling with. And when our employers get that data, you know, the data will tell the story. The data doesn't lie. So when you look at that, say, hey, you think you have a great culture. You maybe have a slide, you have coffee Fridays, and everyone thinks, hey, that's awesome. That doesn't work because our data will show we don't want that. We'd rather have a more flexible time off policy. Or, or so forth. So that's what we're doing. We're based in Fargo. We're super excited now to get back to our roots. Uh, so I'll be around here after as well. Obviously Q&A and then also Callie from Wanted is here as well. So thank you. Next up, we heard from Crystal Nelson, who is an occupational therapist, certified ergonomic assessment specialist, and the owner of Fargo Ergonomics. Fargo Ergonomics works to reduce the number of work-related injuries, which helps workers feel happier and healthier and helps companies prosper and grow. Let's listen in to learn more from Crystal. Thank you for the introduction. So yes, like you said, my name is Crystal Nelson. I'm an OT. You can also call me an ergonomist as well. I first heard about ergonomics when I was in college. We did an ergonomic assessment. I think it was on one of the receptionists at the Bismarck campus. And I thought, how cool is this that I can provide solutions for someone to help reduce a work-related injury, to help them be more productive, to help them be happier. So as soon as I heard about this years ago, it has always been in the back of my mind. So fast forward, I worked at an um, outpatient rehab facility. And I was doing rehab for people who had carpal tunnel syndrome, tendonitis, rotator cuff issues, you name it. And again, I'm thinking, gosh, if I could have just gotten to them six months ago, they wouldn't have to come in to see me and waste their time. So again, I'm like, gosh, there's this thing with ergonomics where I really wish I could help intervene a lot sooner. Um, so over the years, I'm sure you guys do this with your friends, your family. Um, my husband and I had conversations. He's like, would you ever kind of be a business owner? And I'm like, I don't know, that seems I think they're really stressed all the time, and long days. I that's just it doesn't seem like a lifestyle for me. So in 2014, I had an opportunity, and I became a business owner, um, which all is true. Which what I thought about a business owner really is the case. <laughs> but that time, I would not trade it for anything in this world. I'm incredibly grateful for that, and it just helped me grow personally as well. So I became a business owner in 2014. Two years into it, I was feeling pretty comfortable. I'm thinking, okay, 
there's this whole ergonomics idea that is still in the back of my mind. So I thought, okay, how about I create a super cool company with ergonomics in mind? I don't know who would be my customers, I don't know how I would market it, but in 2016, I registered the business name Fargo Ergonomics, put it in the back of my drawer, and who knows what would happen. Um, I started to talk to people about it, about this idea of provide ergonomic assessments. I know the scientific research shows that these assessments reduce your work-related injuries. And it just started to gain some traction. I was getting referrals to see patients who were having issues, patients who needed to have surgery, and this was the last-ditch effort to figure out what they could do before they had to have um, a carpal tunnel release or anything like that. So after I grabbed the business name, two years after that, I realized that Fargo Ergonomics was actually a living, breathing thing. And it was bringing in some income and it made me incredibly happy. I love to care for people. It brings me a lot of joy. So seeing how I can prevent people's pain, that made me even happier. So I had a really tough decision. I had to figure out how, how I was going to move into this full-time role with Fargo Ergonomics, which brought me a lot of joy. Um, after a few months of figuring it out, it happened. So in 2019, I became a full-time employee, the only employee for Fargo Ergonomics. I spent all of my time, efforts, and energy into this company. I added some services where I could do FCEs. Um, an FCE is a test designed to help someone who has an injury, and I can figure out what their abilities are so they can go back to work. Even though we may not want to work every day, work provides a lot of meaning for us and it helps us feel happier. So helping people continue to do the job that they want to do is a good way for me to help them. I also do POET testing or FJTs. This is a physical test where I can help determine if someone is physically fit for the job. Can they lift the 50 pound box 20 times a day? Can they walk eight hours a day? Can they kneel, squat, bend, climb a ladder? I can do a quick 30 minute test to help determine that. It helps reduce the employer's liability for those employees, but then it also helps the employees figure out if they are physically fit or even want that job too. Adding those services helped me a lot as well. Um, so everything was going along as planned. Um, and then the pandemic slightly affected me but I started to get in more referrals for virtual ergonomic assessments where people are saying, Crystal, I'm at home, I'm looking for my couch, and I have this card table and my back hurts. Can you help me? <laughs> like, yeah, sure, I definitely can help you. Um, so that sparked an idea for solely focusing on virtual ergonomic assessments. So two weeks ago, I'm happy to announce I launched a second company. So I have locally Fargo Ergonomics, and now I have an e-commerce business called Alter Ergo. So I can provide virtual ergonomic assessments for just about any one, any company, anywhere throughout the US. Um, so I'm also going to have some videos with how to use for ergonomics because even though it is an older idea, the concept of ergonomics is still understood or being understood by newer people. So there will be social media posts. Um, you can follow the handle at your alter ergo if you want to help out with that. 
Um, I don't think there's much content on the site, so I promise you more is coming. And then if you want to help me locally with Fargo ergonomics, um, like Chris said, I am a provider for WSI's ergonomic grant program. So there's grant money available for every single company in North Dakota who has had a WSI account for a year. So at least $5,000 of grant money can put towards um, height adjustable desks, scissor lifts, power tools, you name it. Um, it goes all the way up to $50,000 for higher premiums as well. So if you are interested in a program, you just apply and choose Fargo Ergonomics as your provider. I can help with the ergonomic assessment portion with that. But thank you all. We live in an amazing community. I feel like there's so much support for entrepreneurs and small businesses, and I'm grateful to be a part of this community. And I look forward to answering your questions. After the presentation, we jumped into a live Q&A session with the audience, joined by our host, Nathan Marcotte from the Grand Farm team. Let's listen in. So as a reminder, you can raise your hands and we'll call on you to ask your questions, or you can tweet them in at Startup Through Far. So to kick us off, um, we like to celebrate the wins. So for both of you, what is something that you're most proud of within the last year? I think we're most proud of the fact that we're out of Fargo here. We're leading the industry in, in this this uh, holdback for this bridge by actually understanding your employees and giving them the data that employers need because most employers still uh, want to help their employees, but they just have never had any insight. You know, it's a lot of that. Uh, well, here's an idea. Of course, most companies are like, oh, let's try it. But there's never been any proof or data that it's, it works. So I think what we're most proud of is not only literally launching uh, April 19th, or excuse me, 20, which is probably one of the worst dates ever to launch. Uh, but now that we have the data flowing through the system that what we're saying the system will do, it does. And to give you an idea, by having a healthy, engaged population that truly wants to be at work, there's about a 4.65% opportunity cost there of payroll. So as you think about what your payroll number is, you can times that by 4.6% approximately. That's the value of actually listing your employees, giving their feedback, caring about them, caring about their families, being connected at the office. That's the value back to those employers. So I think that's what most proud of is that what we built is actually working and there's group points moving forward. Fantastic. And Crystal? I would say the one thing that I'm most proud of is Alter Ergo, just because I want to share the information that I have, and I feel like sharing these videos and these ideas throughout the U.S. will just help everybody by helping everyone that helps me be happier too. Fantastic. And we'll go to the audience now. If any of you have questions, well, right in the back. Question for Christy, do you have any events that will become seen and any highlights that you have coming up? Uh, thanks, Brian. <laughs> so I do have a ribbon cutting in November. Um, I don't even know the date. I think it's November 16th or 18th. It's a Tuesday in November. So. Do you have cupcakes? <laughs> Is it the 16th? Um, yeah, I'll have, I'm sure, lots of food and drinks and fun times. Oh, and my office is at the incubator where Brian happens to work as well. <laughs> so thanks to Brian and his team, I was a part of Innovate ND, which also helped to launch my business to that next level, which I'm incredibly grateful for, and the SBDC as well. Um, so at the incubator is where you can find us. Well, we're excited about that. Can we find info on your social media to attend? 
I'm sure it'll be. Okay, well, stay tuned. Watch the social media pages. Um, any other questions from the audience? So I have one for both of you. Um, we're in this period right now that's termed the Great Resignation or the Great Reshuffle. Um, I'm curious, how has that impacted both of your companies and do you see any opportunities within that? Uh, well, we see tremendous opportunity because we've always uh, had the belief that uh, everyone's all about recruiting, 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 which is fantastic. But as we all know, it costs a lot of money to recruit, get those people in, get them trained. Uh, we look at it more as a retention. You probably have the right employees there, you're just not giving them the tool. The tools or the um, ability for them to share their ideas and be who they are at the office. So uh, I read the data. Uh, we're not seeing that across our book, just as an FYI. I mean, I know Fargo's a really tough market to hire and so forth, but we're not seeing the 50% turnover that a lot of people are reporting. Uh, we're living off actual data, not somebody trying to spin it. Uh, but so our key is, uh, with our entire platform, is your employees will tell you what they like and dislike, and then it'll be a heck of a lot easier for you to recruit somebody that will fit, not necessarily someone that you think might fit. And, and that's, as you get to know me and you get to know Wanadu, we're all about the data, we'll tell you the story. And you might want to go hire a very charismatic salesperson, but when you look at the data, who wants to work there, might be the introvert that just wants to pound on the phone all day and email. So that's that's where we look at that resignation stat is, well, let's look at your current employees first, because they'll tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then you fix that, then you can start looking at the recruiting site. One thing that I've noticed when I go into businesses is that when people do get an ergonomic assessment, many people have voice that they feel um, special in a way that their employers actually care about them and their well-being and their employers want them to go home happy and healthy day after day so that's a piece that always sticks with the people that I work with um, even if they have issues they don't feel comfortable bringing up to their employer they'll tell me and say okay my shoulder hasn't bothering me but I don't want to tell my boss because I don't want it to affect my next promotion so will problem solve the issues that they're having. I keep it confidential between the two of us, um, and then they also can help figure out those solutions with me as well. Thank you. Um, let's go to the audience. Andrew. From an HR culture standpoint and an ergonomic standpoint, what are the biggest mistakes you see employers make? I can have a culture standpoint, not <laughs> your expertise. I, I, the biggest mistake by far is companies rely upon survey data. And uh, in studying this for 20 years, um, most companies will do a survey annually. Some of the proactive ones might do it um, twice a year. Uh, and, and a lot of that data, if you think about it, it's it's a lot of what, it's just natural. It's like you, you don't want to get fired and you might not trust that, well, it's, it's, it's anonymous. So they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Uh, I think that's the biggest mistake companies make is not truly involving their employees and giving them a tool. Um, and, and that's where we fit. But it can also be like open door policies. It's got to be this openness. I think the old days of just saying, here's what we're doing, and everyone just do it, I think that those days are over. And you're going to see those good companies that uh, listen to their employees, their feedback, and, and perfect bridges. That's a perfect thing in Wanadu to bring in suggestions and feedback. That I'm thinking about adding our system, I didn't think of that at home. It's uncomfortable, like where you're working, that's a huge deal. 
that's where employers need to hear that and they need to fix that or else those employees are just going to leave. So I think the answer to your question is relying upon survey. The survey data hasn't worked in the last 20 years. Well, let's jump over to Chris then. Looks like you're burning to ask this question.
from a, I should say from a sales standpoint, it's harder to sell a smaller group because usually the CEO thinks, no, no, I know everybody, I know their family, I know their kids. And it's hard to get through to them that, well, but you know that if their spouse loses their job, that they're really stressed because they can't make the next payment, or that there's their kid is sick and they need a lot of help. It's almost contradictory that sometimes we know your boss so well or your CEO that you're not going to share that. So from a, a system standpoint, uh, there's no minimum. But from a sales standpoint, it is a little bit harder for us to sell a smaller group than it is for like a 50 plus. Thank you. And right in the middle. Um, hi, this one's for Crystal. So, um, so, so from, this, from, from the examples you've given, it sounds like uh, you, uh, it like you work primarily in offices, but do you, do you also uh, do jobs where you want to stay on your feet full-time, like cashiers or doctors or nurses? Yes, absolutely. So I would say 50% of my assessments are done in offices and 50% are in manufacturing and industrial workplaces. So anyone who works um, is the population that I see. Thank you for that. Um, any other questions? So, oh, right on the left. Kind of follow up to the one about small company. That's something I think Mike earlier mentioned about the organization of the data. You have a company that's maybe five people, and you say we've got this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. You go process of elimination. I know who this person actually is. How does that work? I mean, that is the downside, obviously. So the system itself is set up. If you have a location group less than five, it won't show up on the report. So. We do have like clients that maybe have a sales rep in Atlanta that of course we won't want to say this is the Atlanta location because then of course it'd be like, you know, obvious. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's still, um, that's just one of the pieces, if you will, you know, uh, but in general, uh, again, we're still struggling with the same thing. So I, I bring my health issues and my families to work. It doesn't matter if I'm working for the Target or a, a small group. There's still a lot of benefit, but yeah, as the smaller you get, there's the potential for that, absolutely. Thank you. Any other audience questions? Right down the middle. So, um, I'm curious to know, uh, from both of you, the process of sort of determining like your customer versus your user, and if you felt like you knew from the start, you know, who those people would be, or if you kind of pivoted at all in your process, That's an awesome question. So, yeah, so for us it was a little bit easier. So one, it was a creation of another company we used to own and we sold off. So we knew our market really well. We knew the questions they wanted um, for payroll and benefits administration. The tools were like, okay, great, that's the report, but why? Why are our employees not signing up for X, Y, or Z? Or uh, why are they, uh, why are we only getting X percent of people to use telemedicine. That's what they wanted. So from a uh, market intel standpoint, we, I shouldn't say cheated, but we knew it ahead of the game before we launched. Uh, our user base though is really interesting in that right now, and it's, 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 it's changing a little bit, but we have a lot of our clients that really truly down deep down in the heart of who they are wanting to give every tool they can to their Right, so they, they want to be that leader, they, they stand behind their word and let's go. 
The second group is the, is the one that knows they're in trouble, frankly, where they're getting the 100% turnover in the manufacturing business, and they need something to figure out what they're doing. They're finally having that aha moment with COVID, like, oh crap, time is now to figure this out. Uh, our goal then is to figure out that 60% where they're growing well, maybe they do have an 18% turnover and they think they're cool with that. Um, that's as we keep continuing growing and educating the market that that might be fine, but what if we could get that down to 10%? What if we get productivity up? We work comp claims down. So that is we grow the market because it's a newer way of doing it. That's our biggest kind of gap is that 40% or so that think they're doing well without us. I feel like my market varies. Um, sometimes I have, a lot of the times I should say, I'm connected with HR professionals or safety professionals who their main goal is to improve the business. But then I also have companies who only want me to come in after multiple injuries have happened. I have companies who have contacted me because they don't want any injuries, they haven't had any. So come in and see me, see our employees. Um, I also have the employees that are reaching out to their boss and saying, hey, I'm struggling, can you get Crystal to come in here? So I feel like the my market varies from company to company and I haven't found the primary market at this point. Thank you. Um, right behind you, Chris. Um, Mike, what is one to do? How did you come up with this? The question was, how did you come up with the name Troy? Yeah, so long story really short, um, with our old company, we had, of course, advisor groups, and we kept saying, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to get out of data? And we kept saying it. So the code name for it was the secret before launch was want to do. And it just kind of stuck because then this, the system is really helping as a, as a consumer employee. But what do you want to do? I really need to get uh, better, need better eating. I need to run more. I need to be more engaged in the office. I need to be a better husband and wife. Uh, and then on the flip side is like a company, well, what do you want to do? I mean, you can have the stats and the turnover and the, the old way, or you can look at the data and figure out, okay, what do you want to do? So that's kind of a long story short, but it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, let's go to Chris for our next question. Speaking of stats, can you tell everybody the statistic on people that are disengaged that get what first? That the disengagement get hurt. Yeah. Oh boy. So, in general, the last 20 years, the reality that 70% of employees are disengaged, um, and 18% of that are literally on their computers, screwing around, not working. So, that's scary if, as a business owner, that's, that's not good. Uh, but in like the work comp stuff. So, that as, as we're building this out and getting more, more and more proof points, we can look and figure out. If John, well, we don't know it's John, but if we have a, a disengaged location and then we can see the work comp numbers, we know that, of course, a disengaged employee, there's no real reason for them to come back to work. So we look at the numbers, you're paying about 50% more in work comp claims, uh, meaning they're on 50% longer and then 24% more. So there's a lot of legitimate financial reasons for employers to really look at, look at this and not think this is another just kind of fun toy to use. It is for the employees, but from an employer standpoint, get back to my economy soapbox over here, but from an employer standpoint, we really feel this is the future. If you don't understand your employees and how they're doing, when they're coming to work, what they need, and, and actually part of the company, 
you're losing out less cost than you would be a lot of money. And that's where we know the market has to evolve because when we're pushing this market hard, it's going to be real interesting for employers to look and figure out, well, how do you know you're doing a great job? And I'll tell you, 99% of the time, our employers have zero clue the health of their employees. And when I say health, I mean culture, engagement, finances, and so forth. I agree with you. Even some of the issues that um, I'm approached with um, employers, their bosses, they're a lot of the times that they're to see productivity. They're there to make sure that people are there every day and they don't know the underlying factors that are often brought up in my appointments with clients. Thank you. Uh, right in the middle here. Uh, my question is, if you're uh, doing these assessments and it points back to the leadership of the company, how do they react then when they see that, well, my employees are not productive because of me? Yeah. How, because there's a lot of companies where I think where the leadership is, is somewhat suspect. Which is, you're right. <laughs> and that's where we know. And as we actually talk to prospects, um, sometimes maybe we're too blunt, but that, that's the problem. And it's honestly, um, as we get more, it's, uh, to be honest, more of a Midwest thing where people struggle with it, um, that they need to know the data. And if, if they have that mindset, they're not going to be a good customer of ours. And frankly, it's not worth our time to even implement them because we don't want our brand tied to somebody or something like that. Um, but you're right, and, and but I do, as we get through this COVID, hopefully, slowly, uh, it's gonna be an eye-opener because now it's almost like it's transitioned from employers have the power, use that analogy, but now it's the employees saying, no, 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 uh, this is what we need, this is what we want, more on Valen. And that's the fun of doing the math, how much is that costing you? You can be stubborn, and you can be fine, or you can look at it a new way and, and reinvent yourself, because that old way, could vary by industry, and my opinion is done. I'll even go into a lot of the times in manufacturing type places, and they'll say, okay, Crystal, we know we have a lot of injuries over here on this assembly system. Um, however, their productivity has to be at a certain rate, so don't mess with that. Help us with injuries that don't affect productivity. So I have to help them understand that that five minute break to take a stretch will actually really energize their employee to have the muscular strength that they need to complete the job, which at the end of the day, the productivity will stay the same, um, but we're also reducing injuries. So a lot of what I do is education and helping them understand that um, XYZ leads to better outcomes. Thank you for that. Do we have any more questions? We have time for about one more. So I have one for both of you. So as you think about the services that you offer, um, I think we can all agree that they're very beneficial to companies. But what are some of the biggest challenges or maybe barriers of getting your solutions adopted or um, adopted by the companies that you want to work with? So for me, if they're doing work with me outside of the ergonomic assess or outside of the WSI Ergo grant, they are paying a cost up front. So that's sometimes difficult for people to see that, well, I don't have an injury now, so why am I going to pay money to try to prevent an injury that hasn't happened? So that's tough to justify the preventative factor. And there, there isn't a cost because one company may have a lower premium where another construction company has a higher premium. 
Um, so identifying the exact cost is pretty difficult. But on the flip side, if I'm coming in to help them get $5,000 of grant money, then it's a benefit and there isn't an obstacle. And I think it's to that gentleman's question there, uh, just the buy-in from leadership. It has to come from leadership. It has to be a, a belief. It's gotta be a passion. Um, and that's as we've grown on one, and we've, we've figured that out relatively early that if the leadership and the actual company doesn't have that belief that their employees are essential to their business, that they are their greatest asset, let's start treating them that way. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, an easy thing to envision and to believe in, but to get some companies that are, you know, to the example there of, oh, just get a productive, we can always get somebody else to do their job, let them go on work comp, let's just plug in that productivity. That mind frame is really, really difficult to push through. And but I think as this market evolves, we're gonna to have to. And for us, it, it, we can do our best, but we're not gonna change our mind on a 45 minute call. It's gotta just evolve naturally. Um, so that's our biggest pushback. It's not price, it's not time. It's, it's the belief and the, the true passion behind their employees and wanting to do the right thing. Thank you. Well, that's time for our questions. So let's give a big round of applause to both Jordan and Crystal. And before we have a seat, um, or have a seat down there, I'm on the quest today to get some Polaroids with all the different groups I'm with today. So we'd love to get a Polaroid with uh, Crystal and Troy and all of you giving us your biggest startup group cheers. So I'll count us down in just a little bit. <laughs> Two, one. Well, fantastic. Well, we'll have to wait a few minutes to see. Uh, but I think that's kind of fun. Thank you. Um, but first, to make Startup Group possible, we want to thank all of our sponsors that help uh, contribute to Startup Group. So first, a big thank you to Chris and Pro Resources. Great Roads. FMCBB, Office Sign Co., Fargo Brewing, Midco, FMUria Foundation, and Emergent Grace. So let's give all of them a big round of applause. And then we also want to give a big thank you to the startup group team that helps me make each week possible, as well as our two fantastic volunteers. We have Jack in the back serving us coffee, and then Roger greeting us every single week. So thank you to all of them. And then thank you to all of you for joining us here at Startup Brew. Um, we know it's through the community that we can help entrepreneurs succeed. So thank you to all of you. And if you ever missed any of the Startup Brews or want to revisit any of the ideas from either Troy or Crystal today, you can find um, their speeches on our Startup Brew podcast, so you can check that out as well as all, as well as all of our socials. Um, but next week, we're excited to be back here at 8.30, and we'll be here from Holly with Druthers. So join us back here at 8.30 next week. Thank you. That's all we have today for this week's Startup Brew Fargo. Thanks for listening in. Startup Brew Fargo is energized by Emerging Prairie, an organization dedicated to connecting and celebrating the founders' ecosystem. We'd also like to thank the following sponsors for their support. Pro Resources, Brady Mertz, FMCVB, Office Sign Company, Fargo Parks, FM Area Foundation, Midco, and Fargo Brewing Company. See you next time.